And good morning. Good morning. Welcome to 2021. Yes, it is 2021. And in case you were wondering for this show's confirmation on that before believing that for yourself, this is that. Yeah. For you and for me and for all of us. I don't think that um, camera's recording. But if that's not important to you, you don't have to do that. Now it is. And now you can see how I look this year. And if that's important to you. My bad. So sorry. Thank you for joining me here in 2021, Zoya. Thank you for joining me. That's another year with us together. Yes, it is. And um, and I'm excited about it. There's no one else I would rather be with in general in the same room for an extended amount of time. Well, that's very nice. Somebody else just invited me on the podcast, on a podcast, mm-hmm. and I think their shit is in the same room, and I don't really know them that well. So a big part of me is like, what makes you think I would be in the same room with you? But it also is nice to get invited onto a podcast. Yes. And that's what's up. That is what's up. Welcome to episode, I even, I don't know, of this. 322. Welcome to our podcast. This is a show where... Uh, me and my wife scramble early to get as presentable <laughs> as we possibly can. We talk about all kinds of things. We take questions from meow and we've been doing this meow. for years now. And this is the 2021 version of the show. Zoe, not much has changed. Not much has changed because no. it's, you know, we did this last week. It'll be like that, but different. Yeah. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Great. Zoe, you told me that you had a bunch of screenshots from the citizen app is that true uh it's from the um next door yes what's the difference very different can you explain what the app does so next door is just kind of like people that are around your community and they write things sometimes they introduce themselves as you know the person the new person on the block Uh uh-huh and then sometimes they complain about things, yeah. which, like Twitter, is quite comical. It's like having a neighborhood watch meeting in your pocket mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is that I left my phone in the other room. Fuck, Zoe. And Zoe, we have this whole conversation every time we start this show. Yeah, and it goes to literally mean, something like this. Hey, you ready? Wrong. And if I thought that you could just sit here... And not sit in complete silence. I would absolutely just go get your phone for you. <laughs> I know. Um, I uh, I feel like I may have failed you a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. When you, so when you asked me, mm-hmm. are you ready? What were you thinking in your I mind? I was thinking that I was ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But apparently, I am not. Dude, we could talk about something else if you want. We can. We can talk about something else. Let's start simple. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? I feel, I feel good. Uh, I feel like um, there's a lot to look forward to. I feel like, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that need to happen in the upcoming months. Uh, as far as like tax stuff goes, so there's a lot of that that's already happening mm. and getting stuff into that. Um, but I feel I feel good. Welcome back to your reminder to start getting 
stuff done on your taxes instead of what's going on on the next door app and neighbors being zany. There was one uh, that I can recall from memory right now. Uh-huh. And it was like, now I understand that animals have a hard time with fireworks. I uh-huh. get it. Dogs, cats. Uh-huh. Animals. And this one lady just went on a freaking rant and it was kind of funny. And then one of the comments below it was kind of, hold on, hold on. So the rant was, (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) You know, for those of you who don't have animals and are setting off fireworks, Mm -hmm. who are also definitely on the next door app, just checking it to make sure everybody's okay. (laughs) Right. Uh, you know, my my cats and my dog cannot stand it. It's 8.30 in the evening. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys throwing, uh, setting off fireworks? Yeah. Why are you guys, you know, doing all of this? And she kind of keeps going on and on about, you know, I don't understand why it's, it's 8.30, 9 o'clock now. Fireworks are still going off, blah, blah, blah. And yes. then somebody was like, well, the new year just happened on the East Coast. So, of course, they're going to celebrate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then and then the woman's like, yeah, but, like, don't you think it's rude to neighbors and whatever? And he was like, just so you know, lady, I'm sure that the people that are throwing off the fireworks are definitely checking this site. Oh, perfect. 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 Why aren't people with more self-awareness on that site? I... I'm not sure. Because that's kind of nice. There's no... Imagine a backyard get-together, probably like an illegal thing where there's multiple people in the house contracting a disease. Welcome back to the pandemic. Our pandemic, excuse me. And you think they're all in the backyard looking at fireworks and being like, that one was a little loud. Let me check. Guys, Karen's upset. They couldn't care less. Maybe don't, maybe save the rest of them for next year when people have a little more patience. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. But people who have fireworks don't give a fuck about anyone else's dog. Maybe the next step is to get doggy earmuff because that is a, um, we used to have a dog in Milford, Connecticut named Savvy. Savvy was the shit, part Austrian shepherd, part husky. And Savvy had, she was a rescue, so she had a really bad, like, separation anxiety and just regular anxiety. Savvy would have been really popular in, uh, on Twitter because she has all kinds of anxieties. And, um, she, one time, uh, my roommate John was really good at training her off leash. And, uh, there was one year where they were at like a 4th of July celebration. Savvy just took off and she ran so fast and so hard that she hurt herself. She hurt a leg. So I know that um, dogs have a really tough time. There's a bunch of stuff you have to look out for if you have a dog. Bunch of uncontrollable circumstances. One of which is your neighbors celebrating <laughs> holidays. Right. And then it's like, you know. Hey, I have a thunder buddy, like a thunder jacket or whatever for your dog. If you want to come and pick it up now, uh-huh. she's like, it's, it's nine o'clock in the evening. Oh, so there's like, no pleasing this no. lady, but it's just, it's so funny how, um, like I understand, I understand what people with animals are, you know, 
that it's frustrating and that it's upsetting and all of that. But you know, Uh they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's an, and it's important to know that I'm sure there's a lot of people on that site that won't type in cause they know that nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent. Do you remember any of the other ones or do you want me to get your phone? Were there any of the other ones worth talking about? Not, not as much as that one. No, okay. no, but it's, it's so it it's, I find it to be, uh, I don't know, hilarious. Uh-huh. And then there was someone that was like complaining about the grocery store. Fireworks in the grocery store. Yeah, like it's just. What were they complaining about the grocery store? About some lady who. How many people are listening to this I, right now being like, just go get the fucking Yeah, just phone. get my hand. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to take this uh, couple minutes while Zoe is going to get her phone in the grocery store to tell you that uh, tomorrow morning, as you're listening to this, so that would be Tuesday the 5th. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do another one of those live mic in the mornings. Um, so hit me up on my YouTube channel if you want to see it live and comment in and ask questions and stuff like that. I'm going to be going at eight o'clock, um, Pacific standard time, which is eight, nine, 10, 11 o'clock. So it'll still be the morning on the East coast technically. And we'll see how that works. I did one test run and it was kind of nice. Um, and, um, I usually bring three topics to this thing. So we have something to talk about at least for like a half an hour or so. So one of the topics I'm going to talk about is somebody asked me a while ago if I've ever wanted to fight another YouTuber because there's a lot of YouTubers fighting for a lot of money. (laughs) So uh, I will tell a story about every YouTuber uh, or have I ever wanted to fight a YouTuber in the span of my entire career and what the circumstances for those confrontations was were when i did that and that was my advertisement for tomorrow morning zoe you're back i am back are there any did you you have your phone Uh, yes (laughs) there's one that haven't cleaned my windows my outside windows in several years it's about time any personal recommendations several years yeah guy yeah do it yourself (laughs) he's saying any recommendations for for window cleaning for outside of their home. But is he saying, does anyone have someone I can call or yeah. is he saying, how no, do you he's do He's asking for like, uh, like a company. Yeah. But it's so funny how people, they just don't care. Imagine like one of our big things just in general as like a career goal is to someday have a house, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine having a house. Now, I imagine a lot of people maybe inherit a house, and so you've always had it, or it's always been in your family, so there isn't that, like, um, like when you buy your first car, you're pissed off about every ding and whatever, because that's yours. That's your, like, first really big purchase, and if it's a house, and you've always had it, maybe you don't care to the point where you, you know, you don't wash your windows. Like yeah. there are windows in the back of our apartment that are disgusting that I don't give a shit about because there's a lot of things that piss me off about this building. Yeah. And that's my quiet rebellion that I <laughs> sit in. Yes. And that is a detriment to the way I see the outside world because there's filth on that and pollen filth. Yeah, but I always make pollen sure. Pollen feral. Every couple of uh every couple of weeks I try to wipe down 
windows and sills and all that stuff because that shit gets nasty. Not the outside. Not the outside. That's, that's where the nastiness that's is. That's not my problem. There's only so much nastiness in yeah. the house. Yeah. Most of the nastiness lives outdoors. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to do something to rectify the homeless situation. Right. But then there's like such good things about like the, the next door app. Cause it's like, you know, a guy going door to door saying he's DWP. No. What's DWP? Uh, like light and power. Uh huh. Just saying uh, that he's that. Yeah. And like going in guy knocked on my door just now and said he was with DWP regarding, uh, attic insulation. So there's a guy. Just going door to door saying, hey, can I go into your attic? Mm -hmm. What if he has just like a, um, he maybe has a bunch of patches. He found a light and power yeah. patch. Yeah. He's like, let me go in your attic. And it's just him and a sleeping bag. And then he just furls out the yeah. sleeping bag. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, now I, I live here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to throw a man out of the attic. Never do that. No, I have never had to do that. Okay. Imagine though. I've had to throw a squirrel out. What was the largest living thing you've ever had to throw out of your house? Probably a squirrel. Squirrel. Never. You've never thrown a person out of your house. Uh, what was the squirrel? I, I feel like maybe well, I, I kicked, breathed by the squirrel. Thing I kicked a manager, a uh, building manager out of my house before. Yes. 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 Twice. Uh-huh. I've kicked friends out of the house, but not physically. No. I've just said, get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. And that, that pretty much works. Yeah. Because when you say that, people know that you're serious. Yeah. People don't test that. Your intentions are clear. Get yeah. the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Well, what could he mean by that? <laughs> get the fuck out of my house is what he means. What was the score? What happened? Uh, it was, was it in the like, attic wearing yeah. a light and power t-shirt. Found its way inside. You know, like some, I, I don't know. I'm sure they have them here too, but uh, some of the attics on the East Coast have like uh, like little grates, like on uh -huh. the on like their, that little like, slat thing, yeah, that vent in their like on the on the top of their house, like into to their attic. That's a yeah. And I think they got in through there, mm -hmm. and they were squirreling around, you squirreling know, around, squirreling dude. around. It's had to be so boring for a squirrel in an attic, because you're outside, be. you're gathering nuts and stuff. You're in the wilderness, yeah, doing wilderness, hot girl wilderness things and then you're maybe you're looking to forage you get hungry and then what do you find in the attic old christmas decorations yearbooks imagine can't eat that mm -mm. welcome no. back to you can't eat that zoria what's other some other stuff you can't eat can't eat well mike can't eat avocados you're correct well that's not it's not a can't it's a won't yeah it's a won't. It's a well-documented won't. Yeah. <clears throat> Were there any more screenshots from the thing? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I thought I had more. Hmm. Sometimes I just get lost in looking at the app, and I'm like, oh. You get lost in I mean, a really I interesting mean to thing go, that like, you don't want to remember. I mean to like take a, a, a screenshot of it. Yeah. And I just keep scrolling because it's hilarious. Sometimes I do it for pure enjoyment. Um, you know what else is enjoyable? Sharing fun stories. I know. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> you are terrible. And I don't know after all this time and after this conversation every week, why it's still, uh, why you still, why you wouldn't want to make the show. better. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to. I, I want to, but I I'm it. just not. 
Uh, I have a couple things that I wrote down. Do you have any interest yes, in that? Yes, I do. Do you know what this bean dad thing is? Bean dad? Did you hear about bean? This happened like yesterday and yesterday only. The life, birth, and death of this meme happened yesterday. Okay. This is coming from an uninformed place because uh-huh. I did not read a dad put this tweet uh, thread on Twitter. Okay. And it was all about how he was teaching his like six or seven year old daughter a lesson. Right? His dad, her dad, well, you could just listen and then you decide at the end. A lot of people decide how they feel at the end of the story. (laughs) So, apparent from what I heard, the guy's daughter wanted to eat beans. And instead of just making beans for his six or seven year old daughter, he gave her a can opener and told her to figure it out, Uh which is maybe the spark of an idea behind a good life lesson. Uh My dad or mom showed me how to use a can opener first. Mm -hmm. Didn't just say, I think I might've even said what the, like I saw a handheld can opener so what, how the fuck does beans come from that? How does that contribute to beans? Right. And I had no idea. I would yeah. have never have known how to use a can opener unless somebody showed me. <laughs> okay. Which is how apparatuses work. Right. You know, somebody who has a problem creates a machine to fix a problem that they're familiar with. Right. A seven-year-old is not familiar with most, most problems. No. Hasn't had them. No. Hasn't had to go through it. Hasn't had to deal with it, no. Also, who cooks everything for their child and then one day is like, what are you, a fucking lion? <laughs> what are you like? You were you seven years enjoying gazelle <laughs> and you haven't done shit. Here's the can opener. Right. Now you figure it out. So apparently it's this big, long updating her on, um, you know, she's, and it went on for six hours. Oh. And at the end of it, the internet, like this guy's super proud that he's teaching his daughter a life lesson. And the main takeaway is like, this guy was cruel. This guy didn't let his daughter, hungry daughter eat for six hours. Cause she couldn't figure out how to use a can opener. And then it was like, you know, everyone weighs in on that. Cause that's obviously a very divisive way. By the way, if you're watching this and you make content, you can get out of being talented by just figuring out ways to make people argue on the internet. Yeah. Then the engagement from that argument will shoot all your content straight up. And that's how, um, social media, um, platforms are destroying entertainment. <laughs> so, um, and that's just a little about me. Yes. So uh, obviously people were talking about it just because it's a divisive thing. And then they started like digging into the guy because that always happens. Mm-hmm. And he's like a racist, bigot person allegedly. <laughs> so then it became like everyone talks about this and then no one gives a fuck because um, they deem the guy to be a piece of shit. All of this story is coming from a person who has read, read zero of these tweets, even though it would have helped this show. And yeah. maybe that's my fault. Uh-huh. To have to give more details, maybe quote something. So, as my friend Matt was telling me the story, mm-hmm. I was like, I clearly don't have any time for that. Right. And I wasn't thinking this will make the show better. Yeah. So this is how we both failed, failed. instantly in two, 2020 wow. and one. <laughs> well, at least it's a slow start, you know, like that's okay. 
That is okay. I could look it up now and I'm still not going to do it because I don't want to <laughs> read. I think the thing is I don't want to read six hours worth of tweets from somebody who deprived their daughter of beans for six hours. Well, maybe he didn't want her to be tooting all over the place. And maybe he gave her other snacks. Let's let's hope that this guy is not. A... I don't think that was the case. I think no. that's the. I think if he gave her other snacks in the meantime, this would be kind of like a non-issue. Well, then DCF needs to be called. <laughs> I'm sure somebody did, dude. As soon as somebody um, deems you a bad parent on the internet, I'm sure some uh, jump towards calling DCF is made. And then when they find out that you may or may not be a bigot. Then DCF is definitely called. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they got a lot of calls yesterday. My God. Um, Zoe, your six-year-old daughter comes up to you and says, uh, Hi, Mom. I'd like some beans, please. Well, I'm I, seven. I feel like at that point, my kids would already be cooking with me a little bit. Six and seven. Yeah, like... Even even probably younger. I mean, I have I know a lot of people who, uh, like my friend Christina, right? Who she's awesome, you guys. She also makes a bunch of like masks and like little things. Uh, she's got an Etsy page. I will get it uh, on the description below. Another thing that um, would have been a good thing to shout out on the. Anyway, uh, Mike's going to get an ass whooping. Um, <laughs> I did giga. Um, and she's been cooking with her kids for a while now. Like uh -huh. Blake is what, four years old, I think now. But they've been cooking and her daughter has like her own like little cooking uh, YouTube page and you know, like it's, it's so cute and they're adorable. Mm -hmm. So like, and then I have other clients that, that they cook with their kids all the time and, yeah. and make them a part of all of that. And I feel like I'll do that with my kids too. So that like later on when they're seven, eight, they may already know how to open up a, a can of beans because that's what they want, which is such a weird thing for a seven or eight year old that's kind to of my, want. That was my point. At the beginning, yeah. it's like, why would you um, just put a can and a can opener next to your kid? I understand if maybe for the past, here's where I understand his point. Mm -hmm. If for the past three years you're doing what Zoya is saying and, and cooking with your kids every day and showing them every day for three years how to open a can of beans and she comes up to you and she says, I want beans and you give her the can opener that you've used every day for three years. First of all, too many beans. Too many beans. And you say, you've seen, we've done this every day for three years. Yeah. You have to start doing it. That's how um, my mom and dad uh, were with tying my shoes. They would always tie my shoes. And then they'd be like, you got to do this on your own. And I was like, no, I'll have Velcro foil. <laughs> Velcro forever, player. More and Velcro. More Velcro forever, player. And uh, and then they got to the point where they were just like, "You're gonna break your nose because you're gonna fall on your face because you run around with uh, your shoes untied." And so I had to time for my own safety. How old were you? Twenty. 
three. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't, I'm not good like that. I remember having, like, I remember tying my own shoes in kindergarten. Mm. I mean, it may not have been very good. I remember having to tie that, retie them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I got hip to the double knot. Double knot, dude. No one tells you about that. No. Everyone's so horny about the bunny ears, you know? Uh-huh. And that's so hard to master. It was hard for me. Was it hard for you? I, was... I remember it being awkward. So one of my aunts, she is paralyzed on one side of her body, so she does everything with one hand. Mm-hmm. And I remember visiting, you know, her as a child. And I remember being in awe by her. I mean, like she cooks, she cleans, she does everything Mm -hmm. like on her own. And when she, she has to wear like a brace on one of her legs and the way she like put it on and like strapped it in. And then she put like the way she tied her shoes even was like unbelievable. So I remember always being like in awe by her. And like the way she tied her shoes and like how it was just so easy for her to do it, you know? So that to me was, was cool. And I remember like I would try and do it just with one hand, but like she would do it like tight. Yeah. Like she got that shit like on there and that shit was not moving for as long as she had her shoes on. I wonder how long it took for her to master that. I don't know. I think when you're forced to do something like that, I think it, it comes quickly. Yeah. You know, that's why I like when you go to a different country to live, but you don't know the language. It's like, that's the best me in high school for one half of a semester each year learning Spanish or French. None of it stuck. Mm-mm. Very little of it stuck. But if I was like in Mexico for two months, and no one around me spoke English or Colombia. Mm-hmm. I'd pick that shit up fast. Yeah. Like when I went to England for a couple of days, no one around me spoke American, but everyone was like, right, you're doing it. And where you going in the, um, get on the tube. And then I, I, you know, I went to CVS. I bought a tube of toothpaste because I didn't know what they were. I'm like, how is this going to get me from point A to point B? Like not the tube, <laughs> the tube. Yeah, the, and then the, I finally got on the train, and then it broke down the second I got on it. And I said I should have just stayed in the fucking hotel, and I we'll be back after that. this. Yes. Oh. And and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> My can uh, can't get things to work in his favor. I've been having kind of a tough time today. <laughs> <laughs> um. Again, Zoe, thank you for thank you for joining me. Thank you. I watched that uh, that show. What is it? Arliss. Bringerton. Bringerton. That's the one where the British people have sex with each other. Yes. Uh, yes. Some. Yes. Can some you of them. give us a um, summary of the show? Um. So it is about it is about a uh, a, a to do family, if you will. They were kind of well to do or not well well to do family. <laughs> Uh, and there's like, I don't know, eight kids or something. And it's, uh, how they used to marry their daughters off and they used to have to go to balls all summer long. Yeah. Which is the very worst time much, for balls. Yeah. A, a lot of Albanians do this. It's like wedding season, you know, for them. And that's like when they get like married. You but go they, get scooched up. Yeah. Basically. And it's just about like the story and how like the brothers help and, or lack thereof help 
and how she doesn't want to just marry anyone. And then she en- ends up falling in love with the brother's best friend who is also like the Duke or whatever he is, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I watched the entire season on Saturday. <laughs> how many sex scenes per episode do you think? For um, anyone listening to this, just kind of horny about like, how often do they get to the horny I stuff? think there was a, a one in every episode. Why so many horny episodes? Horny cells. Does it take away, you're not wrong, does it take away from the story to have the horniness packed into every episode? Um, I don't think so. Is the horniness you're looking something you're looking forward to in each episode? Like you know what's gonna happen, you just don't know when. Like when Kramer used to slide into Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Is it's that like that, good? but it's yeah. with horny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kinda. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was interesting. I was like, because somebody had said something about like them have started to watch it. And I'm like, is it good? And they're like, you have to watch it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, fine. And then I got sucked into it. Is it a good show? It is a good show. I think it was, I think it was well done. But then we also watched, uh, uh, trash to, or 2020. What is it? Oh yeah. Fire to 20. Before we get to that, Uh. what was the main takeaway from the horny British the horny British that horny I'm excited British about. Show. Uh, it wasn't a baking show. Uh, I am excited about uh, a season two potentially. Didn't say that. That wasn't my question. What was? The- <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike was working on this, and just did not get. What was, what the, was main the main takeaway, takeaway from the from show? The show. Did you, Did learn, you learn something, something from Queen's, Queen's Gambit? Gambit? There's a there's an unlikely love story there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, so if you're, so you're trying, trying to get, to get matched, matched up, up, sometimes it's sometimes, sometimes you have to fuck, fuck your friend's, friend's brother. brother. Right? No, your brother's friend, not your friend's brother. But she didn't end up having sex with anyone. What's, What's the difference? difference? Everybody, Everybody else in the show had sex, sex with someone, someone, and she didn't? she didn't. No, dude, she was saving herself for marriage. That's, that's nice, nice, but everyone else didn't give a fuck. fuck. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe that there's a lesson somewhere in there. You be true to yourself. You do what you want to do. Yeah. That's how you find a takeaway, Zoya. A takeaway at the <laughs> end of the show. And when I was listening to my Teddy Ruxpin tapes, mm-hmm. my takeaway wasn't, I can't <laughs> wait until the next Teddy T. Rux drops. It was sharing is important. Put away sure. your shit. Yeah. Don't touch the Teddy Ruxpin mouth while it's moving. Learn how Those to are the tie lessons. your shoes. Those are good lessons. We also watched Death to 2020, uh-huh. uh, allegedly made by the same people who made a Black Mirror, star-studded cast. And there were some lines. It's like a mockumentary type thing about 2020, in case you're not. It's a very good summary of the entire year. Yes. Um... Uh, and it has a very um, down-to-earth, fair, um, kind of common-sense look at so many... Everything that could happen that you could talk about in an hour and a half or whatever it was. Yeah. And some of the lines in that... I don't know who wrote it or who was in the writer's room or however that worked. But some of the lines in there made me laugh so fucking hard. And I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I do... I would recommend... 
<laughs> gonna be a lot more of that this year. That you do watch it. Also, I've been farting on my microphone a lot while we're playing Fortnite, and people seem to get a kick out. I'm so worried that you're going to give yourself uh, pink Say eye. It. Everyone keeps saying that. Everyone keeps saying, Mike, you're going to give yourself pink eye from farting on your microphone. But I don't know. Why don't you explain to me the science behind that? Because I don't talk out of my eyes. So my microphone is never near my eyes. That's where conjunctivitis lives at and get its live on at. And that doesn't, it straight up doesn't happen. So I, yeah, but like you fart on your, on your mic, right? Yes. And you're holding well, not, it. I mean, you're, I mean. I've watched you do it. Yes, but you also know then by watching me that I don't fart onto my mic. Yeah, you it's do. It's not like basically. I put that little mic in my little b-hoe and let out. I put it near where the sound emanates from. I fart towards my mic, I think is the most fair way to say it. Anyway, we'll so you're holding on to it. Yes. And then you put it back onto your ears, right? Yes. And then, oh no, I got an itch while I'm playing video games. And then you smear, you smear it into your eyeball. I think you think I do different things with my hands. But I think we're safe. I've been doing it for months, right? Yeah. And I have have no conjunctivitis at all. Speaking from somebody from experience who has had conjunctivitis <laughs> many, many times years before I knew it had anything to do with having shit in your eyes. Uh-huh. Did you know that you could also get it when you have a very strong head cold? Sometimes the cold leaves, um, in the form of a fever, mm-hmm. leaves your body, you get it out. Yes. Sometimes it leaves in the form of conjunctivitis. Yes. I used to get really bad, uh, earaches. You used to get bad colds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the virus would leave my body through your conjunctivitis i can only remember one time in my life where i've ever handled poop (laughs) and i don't know how soon after that experience i had conjunctivitis it was in the same childhood but i don't know if there was a separation (laughs) church and state there um how many times have you had pink eyes my nephew gave it to me once uh but I think I've had it like maybe four times in my life. Do you ever handle poop? No. So I mean, dog I'm poop. Yeah. I, I've never. Well, who the fuck handles poop? Do you like get that? curious? <laughs> you get curious as a kid? Have you handled poop because you were curious? Yes. I'm not going to be shamed for my childhood antics. So what? You like dug into the toilet? Hey, hey, here's a good callback to the beginning of the show. Before you ask your four-year-old kid to cook with you, why don't you make absolutely sure that that little kid's hands are clean as a whiz? So you you. pooped and and dug in the toilet for it. I think I caught it. Oh, my God. Before it hit the water. Do your parents know about this? I doubt it. Why would you ever tell anybody about this? How old were you? Why are you... See? Do you see what happens? You decide where you want to be, and then you talk towards your microphone in the volume that you want to talk towards it, Zoe. Captain Blowout. Look who's still at the blow dry bar over here, doing blowouts. Um, What was the question? How old were you? Tiny. Like, the first stages of pooping in a toilet. 
And you're like, there's, I, I can't believe I produced that. I can't believe that comes out of me. What's the deal with that? Dude, all throughout your baby times, you, like- you make poop, you, they take it away. You know what I mean? Oh my God. This is, the conversation isn't helpful to anyone other than the fact that like, I didn't really learn anything <laughs> <laughs> other than like people are going to get grossed out when you tell that story and yeah. no one's going to shake your hand ever again. But Dr. Fauci <laughs> yeah. says that that's the safe way to be. <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, there it is. Um, so I did that. I was very, very young. I was curious as to what poop was like. I was like, why do some of them float and some of them the sink? Some of them you don't see cause they swirl down the, uh, all the way down. All the way into, down into the sewer. And then I'm like, I'm giving all my poop to the Ninja Turtles. That's not fair. I wonder how many times the Ninja Turtles, you're familiar, had conjunctivitis living in the sewer. I don't and know. they ate pizza in the sewer. How did they not die of dysentery, Zoe? They, they were mutants. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. So, I accept that answer. Yeah. So they were used to those, those were their elements. You not once in your life. No. Be fair. No. You were never curious about how heavy poop was or. No. Why? That's the difference between boys and girls. I'm going to let you finish before. As far as curiosity, as far as like stuff like that goes, like nasty no girls. I don't know any girls. Who have ever that, been gross in a bathroom? Well, no, yes. Gross in a bathroom, You ever sure. take a shit at the Meadows Music Theater? Oh, my God. In 1997? No. Girls are gross as fuck. You think I don't know that? Yes, but I'm saying girls in their homes mm-hmm. are not going to be sifting through their poop. Hmm. Pooping into their hand, potentially. You ever... This is kind of a gross conversation. Yeah. And I don't want to keep it going for very long because I don't want to make mostly my dad uncomfortable, I okay. guess. Mm-hmm. How old are you when you first start using tampoons? Crab, I was older. Crab tampoons. I used, I used pads for a long time. And then, You ever remove your pad and look at it? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's right there. Yeah. So is poop. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like sifting through it. What am I? What am I sifting through, Zoe? Like I'm trying to save corn kernels. I'm not sifting Ugh. through it. Ugh. I caught it. I looked Yuck. at it, and I was like, "Well, okay." Now I have this knowledge. Well, and I put it down, and I washed my hands a few hours later, and none were the wiser, dude. Nobody was a, none were the wiser. Did you ha- happen to have a <laughs> baseball glove on? Yes. No. <laughs> No, you didn't. Did you end up having uh, conjunctivitis then? That I well, well, we already went over this, and somebody wasn't practicing listening, which is ultra important in a marriage. <laughs> if we could say one helpful thing, twenty so uh, thirty nine minutes I into this that. podcast, listening in a marriage is so important. No, I did not get conjunctivitis when I caught my poop and examined it. Also, I didn't sift through it. So let's not put the Zoya spin on this and let the internet and the world and my dad <laughs> think <laughs> that I was looking for gold in my poops. I didn't break it apart. Yeah, right. I didn't dissect it. You squished it. it into your hand is no. what you did. And it came like shooting up like in between your fingers. Don't make me curious. Blech. Don't make me Don't curious. Don't you dare. Don't make me Don't curious. Don't you dare. Like, That's disgusting. I'm an explorer. That's disgusting. I like to expand my mind. 
<laughs> okay. And I haven't done LSD yet, but I have watched a lot of Masterclass. Wow. And I think that it is fair to say <laughs> that Mike Falzone is somebody who wants to be the smartest, most experienced person that he could be. Okay. I went to England for 48 hours, Zoe. <laughs> I flew across the world. I said, what is this experience going to bring me? I want to see where the Beatles grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That somebody who does that catches poop sometimes. Not all the time. Didn't squish it, but I don't know that I believe you. On what part? That you didn't squish it. No I mean, I could only promise you I didn't squish it. Knowing your curious mind. Mm-hmm. Knowing you as a human being. That that wasn't the question I wanted to find out. Okay. I wonder how long this conversation has been going. If this Probably is the YouTube clip for this yeah. week, which it shouldn't be, because who's going to yeah. click on this? Yeah, yeah. What could I possibly title this YouTube clip so people click on it? Drop your comments in the comment below. <laughs> <laughs> Poop through your fingers. Like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> this is poop through our fingers. Zoe? Yes. I wrote down a couple other things. Talk to me. I've been getting a... It was just kind of interesting that nine years ago, mm. the other day, I was taking pictures of you. Um, so two days ago, in reality, I was taking pictures of you to model a um, piece of clothing that our friend Jackie designed and yes. manufactured. She's trying to start her clothing line. She's supremely talented. Mm-hmm. And it's taken a long time because she wants to do everything right. Mm-hmm. And she's finally starting to make stuff and sell stuff. And she sent, uh, you bought two things from her. Yes. So we were taking pictures of her to to model that stuff and get the word out about that stuff. Yes. I went to go put that stuff on the internet. And I was reminded by Facebook, you've heard of it, yeah. that um, I nine years ago to the day, yeah. I was doing the same thing yeah. and taking pictures of you again. Again. Circumstances were very different. Yes. Can you, do you, what do you remember? Let's take a break. <laughs> Zoe, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> what do you remember from our photo shoot nine years ago? I remember I had closed the bar down. So we did it in a, in a friend's bar. Bar 140 in Bar Shelton, 140, and I was the bartender there. And I had closed it down the night before. Uh-huh. And I was there very late. And you were like, let's meet at 11. And I was like... How do you remember things like the time? I don't know. I remember I was so fucking tired, though, and I was dragging my ass. Uh-huh. And I remember in some of those photos, I'm like, I could see how tired I am in these photos. Um, T-A-H. But I remember we weren't dating then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were living in Boston at that time. And, but we stayed friendly, you know? And I remember um, you were like, I'm going to be home this weekend. But I think you were home every weekend. I think yes. you lived more home than you did in Boston. Well, I was clinically depressed and it felt good to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undiagnosably clinically depressed when you drink nyquil every night to go to bed that is when that's how you know (laughs) you don't need a doctor to be like "Mm, you might be sad (laughs) 
That's okay. Why are you saying ah? Oh. Because I, I felt bad. I feel bad. We all you. go through things. Yeah. That was technically a substance abuse problem, huh? Do you want a hug? No, I don't need... That was nine years ago. Well, thank God. I'm fine. Now I get tired to get, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I remember... Well, I was doing was this just, project right? where, you know, I moved to Boston to pursue, you know, uh, stand up and music and try to get some job. I was still doing YouTube stuff. Yeah. You could see that in the background of some of the stuff that came out that through those couple months. And I did this project called like Peach, which was, uh, stood for photos every day in January or whatever. And, uh, because I had no job going up there. And I felt very guilty. I was kind of like freeloading on Bill and Heather, my friends who let me move in with them and their dogs. Did they have a baby at that time? They were trying to have a baby. So I was like, I got to get out of here. I can't be in these people's whatever. I lived in Everett, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, at the very least, every day I will go out and learn about the city and take pictures. Mm -hmm. So when I would come home on the weekends, I would... Uh, take my camera and I'm, you know, it's Saturday. I need something to take pictures of. So I called you up because we were still friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let me take pictures of you in the bar. That will be so much more interesting than taking a picture of like tea in the kitchen in Everett, Massachusetts. So I used to love when I used to have like a subject and you're very pretty. And I was just so happy to talk to you at that time. And uh, so it was an excuse to like hang out with you. Yeah, but we still we still stayed in contact and talked quite often actually. Uh-huh. Um because it wasn't like we didn't so we weren't really even dating. We were making face, but mm-hmm. like we weren't really dating. <laughs> and uh and there was no reason for us to not be friendly. You know what I mean? So um so it wasn't like something like out of the norm. Right. And it's like I hadn't, it's not that I hadn't seen you either since you had left or moved or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd seen you a few times. Yeah. Um, so what do you remember from actually taking pictures in the bar? Because I looked at the pictures, you seemed happy. Yeah, we had a good time. We were, we laughed a lot. I remember laughing like the entire time and making jokes and, you know, you trying to figure out like where to be and... No, go here. No, no, let's try this or let's drag the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, that bar is is beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's a whole downtown area of Shelton, Connecticut. That's kind of like, a, I guess I would call it historical. Yeah. And everything is like, you know, it's the whole All the exposed brick, yeah. but not the new bars that are like made to look yeah. like that. That legit look like it. Looked. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, that downtown area is still, like, there's a huge, like, historical district. There's different parts of of that in in Shelton and, I mean, all all around New England, really, Mm -hmm. that a lot of the buildings just have just been, like, um, refurbished or... Or burned down. Or burned down. So many things burned down in that area. Yeah, there was a couple of things, yes. Why is it so easy to burn down uh, downtown Shelton? Or was at one time. I don't know. I remember every other day there'd be like, this apartment building's on fire again. <laughs> and like no one was surprised. They're like, yeah. oh, the one with the, um, the one with the fleas. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, the one that's infested with termites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy when that place burns down again. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful time. I yeah. guess if I learned anything from that time, you know, I can look at pictures technically from before then and be like, I learned this just photography wise. Uh, I got better during that month because you're mm-hmm. forcing yourself to do something, you know, and it's way better than you're taking pictures like once a week or once a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So technically I got better. And the best part about that whole project, I put it into a book and then the company that made the book, it was one of those like made to order things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people had to spend, a couple of people have it, but I think you had to spend at least like $65 and I wasn't making like any money right. on that. I would maybe make, you know, $5 a book or something like that, but it's so expensive to, you know, print out all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The colors, technically, everything was like way pushed. So the colors were... um looked very unnatural because everything, you know, you were wearing a red thing and the red had to be like red, red. And like now, nine years later, I know how to isolate colors more. And if I want the red over here to pop more than this, one, I know not to drag the slider all the way to the fucking edge and push it to the point where you see it breaks down and looks disgusting. But you can adjust this red without affecting red over here or red in the highlights or midtones or shadows or whatever. Mm-hmm. So technically, got a lot better. Yeah. And that was nice. Um, got to stay in touch with you and got to learn my way around Boston. That was the coolest thing that came out of living in Boston, even though I had, um, I got to be with my friends and that was nice. Yeah. Be with their family. But the thing that I'm most proud of myself for that whole month was getting on the, like getting on the train and just getting off a different random stop every day in hopes that I would, um, find something, um, pretty to take pictures of what you did. I mean, I remember looking through cause you would upload them mm-hmm. quite often every day, er- every day. And, um, I remember it being like, you know, being like, oh, that's so, that's so nice. And I, I used to love going down to Boston with you, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't short after that. Like we're going to be celebrating our nine year dating anniversary. I was in Boston for what? Three months, Mm -hmm. something like that on and off. Mm -hmm. And I would come back for shows or I would come back for whatever. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like a little, I just needed something different. Yeah. Um, I checked it again today. Cause they're in my memories all, you know, all month there'll be something. And I don't remember. I remember the pictures taken of you. I had no idea that was a part of that project, for example. And then the next day I got on the train, got off some random stop and there was a tobacco store that Mm -hmm. burned down. So I was like walking through the rubble of that and taking pictures of that stuff. It was in the snow a lot of bad snowstorms. I've told this story before, but somebody got killed like across the street. I remember that. And uh, there were like three feet of snow and they caught the person instantly. That's crazy. Like how bad do you want to kill someone that you do it in a snowstorm? You can't even cover your tracks, so to speak. <laughs> like a shining. Like yeah. if the shining happened in Massachusetts. Yeah. That's wild. But um, forcing, uh, forcing yourself to do something you want to learn every day. That's a good. Yeah thing if you if you say you know 
every day in January or pick a month and you're going to do it every day, no matter what, you know, you got all your other stuff going on. Maybe you got a job, family obligations, right? But you force yourself to do it every day. You're going to get better for sure. And then if you move somewhere, I get hit up all the time about videos that I made in Boston, walking around like Boston commons and stuff like that. Talking about, you know, if you're nervous, just fucking get out there and obviously be safe about it. But you got to discover these places sometimes on your own by yourself. Even in the the um, the process of like getting out and finding your way back, it's important to not be too distracted. Sometimes I'll go take long walks and be like, I was looking at my phone this entire time. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, discover your own place. There's probably a, you know, a whole world of things you haven't seen even around where you live now, regardless of how long you've been there. Yeah. So go explore sometimes. Do that. It's like reading. Explore. It helps your Well, we brain did that grow. the other day too, though. That was actually a lot of fun. We went up to like some rooftop uh, parking lot that is right by our house and took those photos. I just thought we couldn't go there. Yeah, it was. But it's a public fucking parking lot. Yeah. And I've been taking pictures of people all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have like uh, stores on Ventura Boulevard that I really like taking pictures in front mm-hmm. of. I have stores on Melrose that I really like taking pictures in front of. And then I'm thinking like those are all like very public places and I don't want to get tired of them. Yeah. So you need more places. Right. Which means you need to dedicate the time to like going to find those, you know? Yeah. So when we went up to the parking garage i'm like even in this one structure there's the fucking stairwells yeah and light comes in all crazy different ways depending on what hour like it could be totally different yeah um when the sky is like real fucking cool it's going to be awesome to be on the top level of that thing Mm -hmm. and you know just doing that one thing with you for what an hour yeah opened up all these different possibilities that i'm going to use down the road with uh with other people yeah so that's nice very productive day i feel good i feel good about this year there's something uh i think i think that there's gonna be like a really nice ease of into 2021 Mm -hmm. i hope i don't eat my words right there but for me personally i feel like it's gonna be feel like it's going to be a decent year is it jinxing it to want to be hopeful so bad no you know what i mean it's like 2020 was such shit i mean i guess anything will be better than that (laughs) i hate the limbo i was talking to somebody about limbo fatigue the other day and i just hate so now i know i could tour and visit friends and family when i get a vaccine Mm -hmm. so obviously the question is when do i get a vaccine yeah And I'm a comedian. I'm a relatively healthy, you know, 36 year old comedian. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing that tells me when I, as part of the general public can get the vaccine. So that means I'm still sitting in my house, um, figuring out when I could like start my life again. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Do fucking nothing in that time? No, you gotta find something to. Fill that time. Go in a parking garage. You'll love it. Yeah, there you go. Which brings us to our sponsor, (laughs) Parking Garage. Do you have the questions up by any chance? I do not. Okay. I do not. Uh, But I do have our Patreons up. 
You could do that. And Patreon.com is a virtual tipping and rewards website. Rewards. You ever get a reward? They're kind of fun. Reward um, be yourself. All of our Patreon um, sponsors and people get uh, free access to our Discord and... You get to meet a whole slew of new people and have fun and be yourself and do all of those things. You and ever want to be yourself? Yeah. And our $10 group kind of gets a shout out and that goes a little something like this. Uh, Benjamin Brooks, Justin E. Batford. Uh, one, th- that one song movie by Alien Ant Farm, Chris Fernandez. <laughs> That's great. Burrow Babes. Johnny Rosito, Handcrafted Neckwear, CCPB&J, Reese Carnes, Stevie, Adam Strong, the last but definitely not least, uh, Adam Sharnow, Sharnow, sorry, uh, Chili Filson, Emily Paget, Steph, Tyler Swanson, Lizzie Love, Gavin Welch, Crossed Up, Yuck Nasty, uh, Emily Buck, Tomato Squeezer, Jackie Ham. Cassidy Ford. Um, the Y2K Bug with Long Hair. James Blair, Clock 10. Pickle Juice Johnson. <laughs> Andrew Vanderhelm. Uh, happy Birthday Chris. Anna Vallis. Uh, Oops, Just Dale. Uh, ankles Broken. Jason Perryman. Benjamin Putz. Marcus uh, Oreo. Uh, Justin Sims B. Himbo's. Crockett, Matthew Creason, Lexi Parlier, uh, Marquise Cruz, Beth's laugh, not only, I'm sorry, Beth's laugh only, no Beth, just the laugh, <laughs> Micah, Col- uh, Micah Koblenz, uh, Snuggle Pig H, Shaylin O'Mara, Lauren M. Suarez, Brian Ashbrook, Corey Griffiths, Frederick and Bresson. Uh, Taylor, Christina Camille, Nils Nyquist, Belinda Allen, Erwin Javier, uh, Jonathan Sleepy Boy Kadoti. Nope. Kada. Kada. Uh, Josh Steppen, Michael Johnson, Sydney Trombetta, Joseph Dilcox, Kayla Johnston, Ed Herrera, Jules Run. Faith Borga, Grant Levisure, Chad Clark, Kendall Marie, Joe Finney, Heather Ashley, What is Cat, Bailey and Garrett uh, Kirkendall, Luke Bodine, uh, Katie Taylor, Zoya's number one fan, Gabrielle Silco, Alice May Mulvaney, Shane Welsh, Jacob Alvey, Siobhan Fenty, uh, Evan Canu, Good Humans Pod, Milky Beans, Antlier, um, Jess Enright, Lillian Corello, Lou Drake, Hannah McCurry, Magnus Silva, Boy- Barrington Lloyd Lovett, Benjamin Fuchs, Chelsea Thomas, Bryden Cloughsmith, uh, Logan Snyder, Emily Borky, Jacob D. Bradford, Justine Johnson, Chris Robinson, Chris, uh, Kristen Kane, Just Josh, Sergeant Sparty, uh, Ed Birch, Wandering G Bear, Helen Ford, Noah Miller, Superfloss, Tatana Clay, Tatana? Uh, Danielle Di Verona, John Robinson, Katie A, Sean Stone, Valerie York, Scott Harrington, Dev, Jesse Stillwell, Katie Lee G, De- Rob Devitt, 
uh, Don Buer, Nestor DeLeon III, Dara McGrath, Luis Hernandez, Monique Christorf, Troy R., Felicia Shambari and, Shambari, and Matthew J. Palka. You Thank guys. you so much for all your love and support. Uh, I don't think Zoya mentioned that you also get full videos of this podcast if you're ever looking around the internet and you're like, I wish that there were uh, full longer episodes of this podcast. All the sponsors of uh, our Patreon get it. <clears throat> so you could see that on uh, patreon.com slash WTOP or Welcome to Our Podcast. One of those. Try them both just to be sure. If you want to introduce someone new to the podcast, send them one of the clips we have on Instagram. That's really the best way to do it. And uh, Instagram, and it's you could search for Welcome to Our Podcast, but it's like welcome underscore to underscore so on and so forth. And uh, also on YouTube, on the uh, on my YouTube page, Mike Falzon. Speaking of which, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early, if you want to hang out for uh, Mike in the Morning live. I'll be doing that, talking about YouTubers that I've wanted to fight in the past. <laughs> Uh, and it's going to be fun we're all just going to have a fun time thank you so much for all your support in 2020 regular and uh, 2020 2.0 I really appreciate uh, you still being with us you guys thanks so much for listening and as always you can find uh, the new notebooks on uh, the DFTBA in the, in the link below we'll talk to you later MikeFelzone.com if you want to go on MikeFelzone.com Thank so you. what are eight things you're going to do to make sure that the next show is great and goes smooth? I'm not sure. <laughs> you can't even think of eight. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.